What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the first main event edition of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast of 2018. Hopefully you guys had a great new year and holiday season. If you didn't, well, 2018 hopefully can turn that around. But uh, we are going to be talking about the two things that we always talk about when we start off the year. The future endeavors forecast and the one to watch for the year. Positives and negatives in reverse order. Uh, starting off with the bad, going into the good a little bit later on after that. This video, or this section at least on iTunes and Stitcher, is going to be the future endeavors forecast, where we will talk about who is getting released, or who will retire, or be forced to quit, or anything else like that for this year. I'm going to break down a little bit more of the discussion of how that works in a bit, but first we have to talk about who is going to be talking on this episode. I am, of course, your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel, we've got Callum Wiggins co-host of the year 2017 yes indeed and someone who was not eligible to be co-host of the year but he is going to be for this year chris the dace man dace finally the dace man's come back after what like two three years god it's been a while i think you're in the the 2016 i think i came for that like SummerSlam block party thing you guys did a while ago i think that was like 2014 <laughs> i got a terrible memory Shit. uh Smack Talk Scramble, maybe? I don't know. Sure. Eh, Whatever it is. 2018, (laughs) brand new year. We all, you know, we're all going to do that hashtag new year, hashtag new me bullshit. Hashtag vote days. (laughs) Starting early. Uh, yeah, so the Future Endeavors Forecast, if you are unaware of how we've been doing this the past couple of years, it's pretty simple for the most part. It's just, who do you think is going to be released from WWE in some fashion of the year? And as I alluded to earlier, there's a couple different ways in which this can happen. They can be forced to retire, like what Sting did when he got too injured and they said, you know, you can't wrestle anymore. They can quit the company, like what Cody Rhodes did last year. They can be fired from the company like Sawyer Fulton recently was. They can be released through some kind of a suspension, like what probably is going to happen with Rich Swan. Uh, they could just retire from not injury, just old age. They just don't want to do it anymore. They could become a road agent and no longer necessarily be a part of the roster, but you can kind of count that, kind of don't have to. It's sort of a, a gray area. Like you look at it like a Tyson kid. He works for the company, but he's not wrestling anymore. So is he future endeavored? Eh. I don't really know. There's a lot of different ways that you can do this, and there's no real like rhyme or reason what you have to do, nor is there like one pick you have to do. This one is a little bit different from the one to watch. Uh, this one, there's a little bit more flexibility to how you can kind of approach things. So I guess it's sort of just like grab bag, just throwing out some names of people that we think are going to be released from this year and such. And I want to kind of kick things off with somebody that I don't think anybody else is going to mention because I don't think anybody really knows who the hell she is, and that's Christy St. Cloud. You guys aware of her? <laughs> uh, she's one of the NXT robots, isn't she? Yep, she is the announcer for the NXT live events, and she does the interviews for like backstage segments on NXT now that they bumped up Dasha Fuentes and Charlie Caruso, because they were like, Dasha and Charlie are pretty good. Oh crap, now we don't have any. Uh, let's just throw out this uh, Christy woman. And she's fine with the interviews and stuff, but she is a horrible announcer. Uh, the other day I had on NXT and um, they were doing that uh, Adam Cole and Drew McIntyre match. Man, she was bad. Uh, I usually don't like to crap on somebody that hasn't been in the company too long, but she strikes me as the type of person that they they go through a lot of 
people in NXT. And that's like the easiest to do is to kind of release the people that people aren't too familiar with yet. You know, like if you fire even somebody like Neville, people are going to be upset about it. If you get rid of somebody that most people don't even know, it doesn't budge at all. Uh, Lee, Lee Gao last year. I remember posting stuff about that and people being like, wait, who are you talking about? Like nobody gives a shit. So she is one of my people that I think is a very, very solid chance, but I got plenty of other names here. I'm not going to talk uh, for all of them. I want you guys to toss out a couple. So who wants to have at it? Who do you think is going to be released this year? Main roster, NXT, it doesn't really matter. Uh, well, since you went with one from NXT, I'll go with one that I, well, there's there's a few from NXT that I'm thinking of, but uh, two in particular that have probably been around far too long and it's probably been mentioned multiple times in uh, previous future endeavors is a uh, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Mm, they are definitely potentials. <laughs> At least one of them more than the other one, I think. I think um, Buddy Murphy has obviously the advantage of he's uh, dating Alexa Bliss. Um, I think he's actually pretty good in the ring. He's Austra- Australian, so he has that sort of connection as well. So he's useful on... If whenever they decide to tour that region, if they decide to do the global warming event again, who knows? But uh, Wesley Blake just doesn't have any sort of upside to me. No. Like he's in, he hasn't really got a gimmick anymore since uh, they broke up as a tag team. So he's essentially just a guy. And there are plenty of just like guys in NXT, but he's been around far too long to really be, have any value attached to him. So I'd say both of them probably will get released, but... Blake over Murphy in my mind. Definitely. Who's the one that's um teaming up with Steve Cutler right now? Do you know? Uh no idea, but Steve Cutler is also on my list. So. <laughs> He's also <laughs> on the list. Which is the guy that's just been there, it seems to have been there for like since NXT started and he just hasn't done anything. He's just occasionally on TV, but is mainly just live events. Like if you're only been if you've been there for like four years and you're still just doing live events, then what the hell are you why are you wasting your money on people like this? Hmm. I think there's a chance that Buddy Murphy might stick around just because he's married to Alexa Bliss, and they might kind of be like, I don't know, less willing to get rid of him to upset her, you know? Mm. But Blake's married to Sarah Lee. She already lost her whole tough enough thing. So, you know, she's got her kid now. I don't know if she's going to try to come back to wrestle after, like, uh, you know, spending some time on, on that kind of deal. But Wesley Blake is just... Yeah, I mean, he came out for that one NXT takeover, and the crowd didn't even want to boo. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Who's somebody on your list, Ace? Well, I'm probably going to state the obvious, but Kane. If he's really running for mayor, uh, I'm pretty sure we're seeing his final days uh, this month and maybe even to WrestleMania. So it, it's it's obvious um, because, again, if he's running for mayor, he's going to be He's going to be too busy choke slamming politicians, and <laughs> for some reason in Tennessee, which is weird. Um, and well, the other Knox, two that though. I have on my list were Epico and Primo. I forgot they work for the company, uh, and I think WWE did too. So eventually they're going to cut those paychecks, and then they're gone. Well, on the subject of Kane, uh, did you see that? I I don't know if it was Monday Night Raw or uh, for this week or the week before or so. But somebody had a sign that said, don't you have mayor things to do? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it was wrong because he was like uh, three rows back from the barrier. And it's like, yeah, it, I, I thought it was weird when he came back because I thought he was I legit thought he was done. 
Yeah. Um, and I thought he would be campaigning, but I guess campaigning can start around April, May, when uh, WrestleMania season's over. So I, I think this is probably his last run, unless he loses the mayor race, and then he'll be back. Yeah, then he, you know, has a little bit more freedom. But if he becomes mayor, like, you pretty much can't be, like, a politician that people take seriously while you're like, I'm going to take care of like that zoning permit thing tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight, I have to go beat up somebody and pretend to be a demon. <laughs> you know, like... That's that's what I never got with Rhino. When he came yeah. back, he was he was in the middle of like a political race. It's like you're not gonna win. You just went back to play around in a ring. Like yeah. they're not gonna take you serious. They're like, well, what does this person come from for their background? Well, they used to be a lawyer. They've done a lot of uh, community service work here and there. Whatever they were part of this committee and such and such. All right. Well, what does this opponent come from? Well, they call him Rhino, and he eats a lot of uh, easy cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's his like, platform? Uh, Goran people? <laughs> this guy Kane had this uh, fling with Katie Vick. It's, uh... Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> they start, yeah. like, digging into dirt, you know, to, like, do, like, mudslinging for the competition. They end up pulling <laughs> up that kind of stuff, and they're like, wait, was this real? Like, or is this fake Kane? Like, I don't know. He left his father in a freezer and then just walked away. Like, <laughs> this guy is a monster. You don't want him as your mayor. Didn't you used to be a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> You brought up the clones. The clones are definitely on my list. Uh, I don't expect to see them back at all. I mean, they've been, like, they went over to SmackDown during the Superstar Shake-Up, and after a couple of weeks, Primo got injured. They were gone for a while, and Epico could have wrestled. He wrestled on, like, main event once in a while, but he could have wrestled, you know, jobber matches here and there. Primo came back months ago. They haven't put those guys on even as jobbers. I don't think that's even, a good sign. Are they even doing live events? Like, I, I have not heard anything from these two. I don't know. They might not even be doing that, actually. They probably secretly released them and just forgot to update their website. It's another JTG situation? Yeah. Again, it's, getting it's, paychecks. it's Milton from Office Space. They just keep moving <laughs> their desk further and further away from the camera, and, you know, now you're, you're just unemployed. I'm going to sit smack down on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carlito will debut in NXT. It'll be the craziest freaking thing. That's the thing is if they weren't going to bring Carlito in and make them a trio that could feud with the New Day, don't even bother with the clones anymore. They clearly think that they are valued higher than what they are. I don't think that they need to be valued any higher. I've never liked Epico at all. Primo, I thought, was decent when it was Carlito and Primo. But yeah. on his own, they have no charisma. This... Shining Stars thing was garbage, and the um, Los Matadores didn't work, and I hated them when they were with Rosa Mendez. I just never liked that team at all, and their father has their own promotion, so just go there, you know? I think that they would be happier at that point. Yeah, and they can go back to Puerto Rico, because they seem to love it so much, so they can just go back. Well, they'll be big stars over there, you know? Like... Mm. They might actually be, like, world champions of, like, those kind of promotions. With their followers running it, then they definitely will be. Yeah. And they like, be, at the same time. They'd be put on the brochure, so it wins. <laughs> Come to Puerto Rico, where we actually are valued a little bit. Former, uh, Formerly known as Epico and Primo, because <laughs> they're still going to have to build themselves as that. It can't just be, like, <laughs> what What are their real names? One of them's Eddie, right? Uh, Eddie Cologne and... Uh, Steve. 
<laughs> Steve Cologne. <laughs> Dior Cologne. Their names, their names are truly all fitting because they really are like the colon of WWE right now. Just full of bile and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna bring up somebody that I think it's gonna make us sad, and then afterward, I'm gonna bring up somebody that's gonna make at least Callum happy. Um. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, look at all my I have things in alphabetical order. Actually, no, I'm skipping somebody. I'll go back to that person a little bit later. Uh, the one that will make us a little bit sad though. Let's go with that one because I already built it up. Why not? <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, it's obvious. Uh, that's actually going to make me happy. Really? Because that means he's probably going to go to New Japan or Ring of Honor and wrestle again. So, I can't yeah. really complain about that too much. But it's like, I don't know, I, I want him to wrestle for WWE still. I mean, I I prefer that. I prefer, well, as I prefer that. I think after seeing what Chris Jericho does in New Japan, I think everyone should be wrestling there at this point because it seems to be a lot more fun. But... I I think if they were going to allow Daniel Bryan to wrestle, they would have done it by now, or he would have heard something about it. So mm-hmm. I, I think. Got... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I've got this sneaking suspicion that he's already been cleared because he's being more active in the ring. Like before, it's like, dear God, don't even be in the ring when people are doing things. That's true. And now he's he's a ref most of the time. He's doing. He was running the ropes after SmackDown one time. I get this weird sense that they're downplaying. Uh, his ability to actually wrestle, and they're they're sticking with the story of like, no, you're not cleared, but wink, wink, you actually are cleared. That's my feeling with them. If that if that's the case, they're keeping it under wraps really well because like yeah. any any sort of like wrestling insiders or anything along those lines haven't heard anything, and to to their knowledge, he still hasn't been cleared by any WWE doctors. He's been cleared by a lot of other doctors, but nobody in WWE. Yeah, they they might have just told him like, hey, keep bitching about it. Um, Maybe, yeah. And then it would be a huge shocker if, like, he did return to the ring to face, like, the shitty opponent, but Shane. Um, or, especially, like, if they're going to let him in the ring with Shane, he should be able to wrestle any damn match he wants. Because Shane is just all bad spots that could hurt people for the rest of their lives. And lame punches. Yeah. That could cause concussions because he has no idea how to control his freaking fists. What if they haven't even told Brian that he's cleared? <laughs> and that's why he keeps bitching about it. <laughs> And then, like, I don't know, a couple weeks before WrestleMania, they go, like, hey, by the way, you want to wrestle WrestleMania? And I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, you know. well, it's tell a, him, tell him he's cleared, like, I was going to say, why don't they just tell him that he's uh, cleared, like, a day before his contract's up? Yeah. <laughs> just wait that long. Just like, all right, you have an option here. You can renew, and you're cleared to wrestle, or you can leave. And then he just goes, like, what? Uh, wait, uh, I don't know. They're like, oh, you got five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Renewed for 20 years. We own yeah. your soul. <laughs> And they're like, ah, see, you were cleared to wrestle, but we're, we don't have anything for you for creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at this point he's not cleared, though. I think that there is a chance that they cleared him. And it's going to the Royal Rumble is going to be the difference maker, I think, because there's a little part of me that's thinking there's a chance that we might see Daniel Bryan fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Oh, I would, I, I would die. Like my heart mm. would stop from like, Oh my God, they're not being assholes. <laughs> and they did something we would enjoy. Well, that's like the thing that's making me think that, and this is, 
Maybe I'm getting too into my own head. I don't know. They advertised that for Fastlane, AJ Styles is going to defend the WWE Championship in a fatal five-way against Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shinsuke Nakamura. That, to me, makes me go, who the hell else would challenge for that title? Because you can't do, like, Nakamura fights for the championship at Fastlane after he won the Royal Rumble and then also fights at WrestleMania. Like, that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And who else is on that brand that could do that? Mojo Rawley's going to win the Royal Rumble? You know, like, it doesn't well, work out. Royal. He's, he's good in Battle Royal, so. Yeah. And uh, John Cena, I know people think that that's an option, but, like, the whole John Cena beating AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble to win the 16th title means to me that they shouldn't do John Cena versus AJ Styles to win the 17th title. That just seems weird. The only other alternative I can think of is Undertaker. But if they're going to do Undertaker, they would do Undertaker John Cena, which would mean John Cena or Undertaker would need to win the title at the Royal Rumble, which defeats the purpose of the Fastlane thing. So the only thing I'm thinking of is since Fastlane doesn't have, if they stick with that match, Fastlane doesn't have a number one contenders match. So a, a Royal Rumble winner has to be from SmackDown. The Elimination Chamber could be a number one contenders match. That kind of, you know, diffuses that situation and stuff. The only thing I can think of is Daniel Bryan. And if they do that, then he's got something built in where he's had a feud with Randy Orton in the past. And they go, well, if Randy Orton wins the title at Fastlane, he and Daniel Bryan fought at WrestleMania, whatever. He's has this whole thing with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, if either one of them wins the title, Daniel Bryan can end up doing that. He's got a thing with Nakamura. He's got a thing with Styles. That's the one thing that's making me do that. And if we get somebody else winning the Royal Rumble, I'm throwing in a towel. Daniel Bryan's gone this year. Who else would he fight, you know? Yeah, I could see him actually facing Styles. Because, I mean, recently his actions have been screwing Styles over. Yeah. But, like, doing it with a smile. Like, that's that's a classic Daniel Bryan dick move. Like, when he was yelling, I'm the tag team champions. That's the vibe I'm getting from his, like, his slow heel turn. Um, so I, I would love to see him versus Styles. And it, it, if they're really going to go with that fast lane pay-per-view main event, it that makes sense. Plus, he has been seeming a little bit like a heel. So if they want to turn him heel and have him against babyface AJ Styles, the argument can be that he just goes, you know what, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing you say that you're the best wrestler of this generation. Well, I didn't get a chance to fucking wrestle these past couple of years. I'm the fucking best, you know. That would work. I don't know. Something to think about. It's uh, January 6th. We've got time. (laughs) (laughs) The one that I was going to say that would make Callum happy, though, Dolph Ziggler. Yes, please. Boo. Now you've said it, it's not going to happen. I'm going to be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's gone this year. I don't think he's coming back. I hope so. I mean, I feel slightly bad about it because... I don't think he's the worst. He's definitely not the worst wrestler in the world. Definitely, because he's the best. But I just... <laughs> but he's lost so much credibility and value over the years. He's And that's not entirely his fault. I think he hasn't made enough of an effort to change up his gimmick or his ability. Because to be fair, he's, essentially he's had the same gimmick for about four or five years. It's just been once a face saying, oh, I'm underappreciated and so I'm going to fight and scratch my way up to the top. And then the other side saying, 
oh, I'm underappreciated, and your fa- you fans are the reason why, essentially. I'm so, here to bitch and moan. I'm here to always complain. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good theme music. You should do that when he's back on the independence thing. There you go. There's your uh, somewhat outro for this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not going to be upset when he goes. Let's put it that way. I think he'll, if he decides that he wants to wrestle on the independence, I think there'll be a lot of people that will be willing to try him out. If he wants to go to TNA, well, not TNA now, Impact Wrestling or New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever, I'm sure he would have be welcomed with open arms. But I just think his time in WWE is over. Do you think we're getting uh, Russell Kingdom 13, Dolph Ziggler versus Kenny Omega? No, I'm hoping we get him against, uh, like, Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger! That's my favorite yeah. part of watching that. <laughs> God, you really didn't watch a lot of it well, did you? I, I skipped a couple matches. Well, I skipped almost all of them. <laughs> Kenny Omega match was good, though. I like that. Him and Jericho. Yep. I didn't watch the main event, but... um. Yeah, cheeseburger coming out was fun. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. Um, uh, the one that I hit. Yeah. yeah, the one that I had skipped over, Dana Brooke. She's useless. I Everything feel like. About her. Yeah, I feel like they put her on the tightest worldwide thing because they just were like, let's just do something with her, anything. I think and she was on her way out until her boyfriend died. Hmm. I really feel like that was like, oh, we're gonna get rid of her, and then her boyfriend or fiance—I don't know what the relationship was—but then he died, and it was that, that probably was like, yeah, that we <laughs> should need a fire now. Be like, are you okay? Are you, are you feeling all right? You know, I know it's a sad time and stuff. It's gonna be even sadder uh, tomorrow when you're uh, without a job. But like, <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of time to think about it when you're just sitting at home by yourself on a blood. <laughs> I mean, I, that would be so I, mean to do that, to be like, it's always good to keep busy in a, a tragedy, like looking for new jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and told to you in the voice of Johnny Laurinaitis. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to keep busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's got a a, a future anymore. And um, well, I think the, the Titus Worldwide thing is a sign that WWE do want to keep hold of them. They're just desperately trying to fit her into something for the time being. I think they do actually see potential in her, despite the fact that she is probably the worst wrestler in ring on the main roster right now mm-hmm. on the women's side. Um, but I, I think they do see something with her. Otherwise, they would have got rid of her already because it's not like anyone, anyone would miss her. I think yes. what could save her if we are kind of like, you know, if Daniel Bryan does this and whatever like that, and, and you know, the good likelihood is that we're going to get to see Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, I think if we're talking about what can save Dan- Dana Brooke, it's a move to SmackDown. If she doesn't move in whatever the next shakeup is, I, I think that she's done. Mm. Essentially, yeah. That does make sense. Isn't she like a Triple H pet project, though? Just, uh, I think she was one of the ones that he kept building up because he found her at like the Arnold Classic or whatever. That makes sense, yeah. I can see that's why she's probably hung on longer than most would expect. Yeah, I mean, well, she's an NXT project, and I think Triple H tries to protect as many NXT projects from the chopping block as he possibly can because everyone that does get out is kind of a bad mark against him. Mm-hmm. Not that he's got any job security things to worry about, but it's his reputation for being the father of this whole... Uh, next wave of professional wrestlers if all of them that start coming up and eventually get released a couple of years down the line then it's just proven to be a failure really 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the best case scenario that he's had with some of those failures is like Sin Cara, where they're just like, I don't know, put a different guy in there. <laughs> like, yeah. well, it's interesting because I think he's probably, she probably was a Triple H pet project, but I'd ultimately think that it probably was Vince's decision to bring her up because he essentially just looked at the size of her arms and said, oh, God, she's got to be on the main roster. And said, no, wait, she, she can't wrestle really properly at the moment. No, bring her on to the main roster. It's fine. He's like, Beth, what are you doing in NXT? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I think that there's a good chance I'm spoiling a, an article that I had written already, but I don't think that Dana Brooke is going to do well in that Royal Rumble. And no. if she is like one of those like limited in 30 seconds type people, I think that's a good sign that she's gone. I, uh, I think she is probably a contender that if they wanted to make room for another special guest, she gets cut. Yeah, that's a good chance. Like if they've got, they've got basically 10 spots right now. So you bring in some people from NXT and maybe you get like a Trish or Alita that comes back and they're like, oh crap, like we need to bump somebody I think that they would be almost better off bumping Dana Brooke than bumping somebody from NXT. Like Unless you, it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah is another one on my list. She's, yes, she's not yes, <laughs> If you bump like an Alicia Fox or something like that, you're going to get a shit ton of backlash for someone who's been there so long. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, I, if you bump Dana Brooke, it's like, ah, I can see that. She's kind of like a manager now. Yeah, that would be their justification. Be like, well, no, you're. we ran the statistics, didn't you? Like, <laughs> Uh, speaking about the women's side of things too, I mean, we might as well turn into, uh, this one. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's in the developmental Casey Catanzaro, Catanzaro, Catanzaro. Was she the one that, she's the one that, is she the one that won the Ninja Warrior stuff? Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't think she's going to make that at all. Uh, she has said in interviews recently that she won't be a heel. And Triple oh. H called her out on it and said, like, you'd be surprised. Like, <laughs> so it kind of gave me this impression that she was like, oh, no, I'm an American Ninja Warrior winner. I'm a, an inspiration to men and women and particularly little girls. And I don't want, ever want to be a bad guy and I won't do it, which is like you don't tell WWE that you won't do something. I mean, she clearly hasn't watched a lot of wrestling then because like yep. her angle comes into WWE as an Olympic gold medalist and he gets booed out of the building immediately in his first match. So Yeah. Like, so, so many people you... that don't think that they can be a heel are better as heels. Look at Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark Henry's like one such a nice guy. And he, the best thing he's ever done uh, arguably, I mean sexual chocolate, but <laughs> uh the best thing he's ever done the most credibility was the gimmick of I am going to injure you. And he's like, then you talk to him behind the stage and he's just like, oh man, like this is a great day, isn't it? The sun's shining. Isn't it? mm. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Let me go uh, cripple somebody. <laughs> she putting up that little bit of an attitude, maybe go, you know what? They get rid of developmental people a whole lot. That's why with every year, there's always on my predictions, it says like, here's like 20 people plus people that I'm not even aware of in developmental. And I mean, I don't know who some of the people that are uh, in there right now are. So I'm sure that there's like, uh, let me bring up the list right now. Um, you know, the the live event crew and the people like the, something like the Ely brothers. I know the Ely brothers now and they should be fine. They'll come up eventually, but yeah, I don't know anything about make... Christopher Djak. I don't know anything about oh, Eric Bugenhagen. I'm bringing him up slightly later in the next video. So don't uh, worry about that. 
I know like Kuna Reeves and I know Raul Mendoza. I don't know who Rocky is. Um, Brennan Williams. I've heard some of these names before. I don't even want to fucking pronounce this one. Baba Tunde something or other. Uh, Dan Maitha is on that list, right? Uh, where's Dan Maitha? Yeah, Dan Maitha is still in there. <laughs> yeah, why is he still there? Like, I don't know. He did one wrestling match and that was it. Yeah. And he just got squashed. When actually he didn't have a match, he was just, he was going to have a match and then he got uh, killed by Samoa Joe. Oh, it was Joe. I was thinking it was yeah. uh, Owens. But yeah. That's so weird that they just brought him in. The next big thing, Dan Mayfield. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Casey, I think she's going to fall victim to that kind of early cut. Like, she will realize that she doesn't actually want to be a part of the wrestling business. And they'll realize that she doesn't have it in her, kind of. I got a couple more people, but I'm going to give you guys a chance to uh, toss another name out there. Why not? Uh, well, obviously this one's quite obvious, but Rich Swan. Oh yeah, he's a guarantee. Yeah, he's 100 percent going to get released because if you get arrested, even if he is proven cleared, then uh, they're not going to really tolerate that sort of behaviour, especially because it was a family member as well. So there's every chance this could come up again. So, um, and also in the cruiserweight division, I think Neville will be mm. released as well. Just, I would have thought if they had ironed out the issues that were as was being reported, then they would be resolved by now. We would hear that they've been resolved. If anything, they've gone further apart again. And I think Neville probably wants to be outside of it now. It must be quite clear that any issues that they tried to resolve, they can't fix or they won't fix it. So he could make out such a great career for himself on the independence thing. Yeah, I think that he sees Cody Rhodes and... Jack Swagger, and I think that actually this Chris Jericho thing with New Japan is going to really make some other people think twice, too. Yeah. Neville's got to be one of those people that's just like, I don't know if it's justified or not, but at least he thinks that he's worth a lot more, and mm. he and Austin Aries can probably have a better match elsewhere and be like, this is the match that we wanted to give you guys, you know, that kind of a thing. I don't think it'd be. I don't think he'll be like... A world champion of most of the other promotions but he could definitely at least have matches that he wants to have rather than have to be confined to wwe's regulations which i know some people bitch and moan about like saying like oh wwe is does give you opportunities and it's great but some people just don't respond well to that sort of confinement it is still very regulated whereas outside of things he can be a little bit more expressive i just but, hope for his sake he doesn't go to impact no, I think he can do a lot better than that. Uh, but in in general, I kind of think a lot of the cruiserweight division could end up being released because that project seems dead in the water at this point. I mean, they had to cancel their first live event that they were going to do. And whether, however you want to read into that, it's either due to just people not being available or a lack of interest or a lack of ticket sales. Yeah, that's not a good sign at all. And I think that the potential of that UK uh, whole show that they're doing mm. and this mixed match challenge, I would not be shocked at all if 205 Live ceases to exist this year. I think that they've had it on long enough that they, they know whether or not people are going to continue to watch it. I watch it every single week, but I'm one of the rare people that does. Yeah. So if they want to spin it in a different direction, I wouldn't be too surprised if they go... We got a brand new show that's going to be debuting uh, right after SmackDown, and it's the you know, mixed match classic something or other, or it's the uh, you know the UK thing is going to air, or that's when they're maybe that's when they're going to do 
those um, WWE Network specials, because they tend to do those right after Raw. At that point, you've already watched three hours of wrestling. If yeah. they release it after SmackDown, you've only watched two episodes. Uh, two hours, I mean. So I think that they might do that, and then they might try to spin it and be like, the 205 Live roster is now going to be a permanent fixture on Monday Night Raw. Woo! And then people are going to be like, huh? And, you know, just kind of spin it in that direction. But if they do do that, I think we'll see some people cut. And Lindsay Dorado is on my list. Not for anything negative. I like Lindsay Dorado, but they don't seem to want to do anything with that dude. He just doesn't show up. Yeah, and it's probably the case with most of the Cruiserweights is the fact that there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, we saw them in the Cruiserweight Classic, and most of them were awesome. Yeah, it's just a case. a handful of them that weren't really great. It's just a case that they haven't wanted to use that. They've revolved the Cruiserweight division around, like, a few characters, and then the rest of the people have either been sporadically appearing on NXT or when they do appear on 205 Live, they're losing to the people that WWE actually are invested in. So I could probably see people like Lindsay Dorado, Mustafa Ali... Uh, Aria Davari even uh, I'd say even up to someone potentially even Cedric Alexander because I think even though they do clearly have something in Cedric Alexander in terms of investing ability his, his severe lack of charisma really means that if they do decide to get rid of 205 Live I don't think he'd be able to stand out on the main roster no he'd be in a tag team yeah a lot of these people would be in tag teams. They'd pair up Lince Dorado and Kalisto and Grand Metalik and be like, I don't know, the mass stable. You know, they'd do that kind of shit. Uh, I have one more person on my list, and then the rest of them were not ones that I felt were, like, strong enough that I really... I mean, like, I've got a couple people that here and there, like, I thought that there was a chance that, like, uh, Zia Lee would be released, and I think that there's a chance that Reina Gonzalez might, and... Uh, Connor and Victor and whatever, but the only other one that I had down that I thought was pretty close to uh, somebody that I could see going is Rhino. I don't think that he's going to stick around. I think that this whole thing with Heath Slater is to kind of get them to put Heath back into like a mid-card role. Really, that was the best thing he was doing. I mean, the whole thing with the draft back in 2016... That was fun with him trying to be like, yeah, like, you know, he wants to get on the main roster, whichever roster will take him. He's losing, but like people are getting behind him and stuff. He hasn't done jack shit when he's been with Rhino ever since winning those tag titles. I don't even know why they they, gave him that. Especially when they got switched over to Raw. Yeah, they just stopped existing for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I got a feeling that Rhino's going in the next couple of months. You see him? I was going to say, do you see him fitting into a backstage role after this, or a trainer, potentially? Maybe. That might be, like, a way to kind of soft transition him a little bit. It depends on if he wants to do more politics. I could see him at the Performance Center. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't know where he... Wait, doesn't he live, um... Ohio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Because I think Callum... Uh, Callum. Kalen. Uh, was... I don't think I've ever done that, and I finally did it. Uh, took you long I th- enough. I think Caleb was talking about how like he was seeing like signs up for him and stuff like that for running somewhere around there. So if uh, if he lives in Ohio, I don't know if he he'd go down to Florida, but he might, especially if he lost that race, you know. And then it's just kind of like oh, I don't know if there's anything for me, but he's just not being used anymore. And I think Slater is better on his own at this point until they start tagging him up with somebody else because they just perpetually put him in this wheel where it's like singles jobber. 
and then random tag team, singles job or random tag team. He was with Titus O'Neil and he was with uh, Justin Gabriel and uh, God knows how many other people over these years. Curtis Axel, I think, a little bit. 3MB, yeah. Eventually we'll see that. We'll see the Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, former NXT champion, Heath Slater, still around. <laughs> but that's all that I've got on my main list. Who uh, else do you guys have for anybody else that you think might be standout people that could be fired or something? Um, in terms of like big people, that I'm going more down the uh, retirement route. Uh, big Show. Oh, I forgot about Big Show, yeah. Cause, I, forgot, I forgot about Big Show. He even said that this was going to be his last WrestleMania. Yeah, and he's obviously had hip surgery recently. He's, I think his matches against Braun Strowman were fantastic. Like, the entire series that they had was really well done, but that'll probably be his last major act. Maybe he'll come back for one more match at WrestleMania, which I hope just isn't the Battle Royal match. I hope he actually, if, he, if this is his final WrestleMania, I hope it is actually a match that's built to and whether it is against Braun Strowman again but it's just a match that okay if I can't beat you then I have to retire because you've proven that you're the the true giant in WWE now something along those lines but Big Show Goldust and R-Truth as well oh Goldust isn't going anywhere <laughs> that dude is way too involved I think R-Truth though I do think that there's a good chance for him he's on my uh, my backup list and I think that he'll do some kind of ambassador road agent type of thing because they love our truth yeah oh yeah i think he's like firmly in the wwe fold it's just doesn't really seem like he has a place anymore even though he's still in tremendous shape for someone of his age and clearly can still like get to go for like a three minute match or whatever like a three minute comedy match and and wwe every they, they still need jobbers they still need people that have a certain amount of value attached to them but can just lose matches so Maybe he'll stick around in that capacity. On the subject of Big Show, would you guys be okay with Big Show retiring by winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, being a second-time winner, and just no. kind of retiring and being like, all right, the the big man leaves kind of thing? No. It'd be I nice mean, if he had a match. Like, yeah. Because he's been around so long. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he deserves a match rather than just the token Battle Royal in the pre-show. I just don't know who else he would be able to fight other than Strowman. And we've already seen it a bunch of times. Uh, oh. Alistair Black, maybe? Why Alistair Black? <laughs> Could be the knockout kick versus the knockout punch. <laughs> I mean, to feel it like that. Hell, if you're going to do that, make it uh, the most fun thing possible. Big Show versus Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, something on a pole match. You know, maybe they can finally get Shaq. If they can do the Shaq thing, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then have him have Big Show lose to the celebrity, like I think it goes out does. as normal. Yeah, <laughs> why break the habit of a lifetime? Um, <laughs> maybe Samoa Joe. I just yeah, think somebody that that could get a rub from like essentially uh, destroying a giant. I'd be okay so, with Joe. That could work. So yeah, the three possibilities that I'd have in my mind is that if if you Strowman Joe. Or you bring up Lars Sullivan to the main roster. You do. Uh, I don't like Lars enough for that. <laughs> He's okay, but uh, 
I think I'd even be more comfortable if Big Cass could than Lars Sullivan, but Cass is a non-option now, too. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, anybody else are we forgetting? Dace, you have anybody else? I don't want to see it happen, but I feel like if they don't use him soon, it might happen. Mike Canellis. He mm. has just been not existent ever since making his debut with Maria, who went and got pregnant like right after they debuted. It just feels like there's just so much bad juju around them. <laughs> like they're they're just heading for dismissal unless he comes back strong. But I, I think they're more high on people like Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin that he'll just get lost in the shuffle and eventually released. I'm hoping he just goes down the NXT. He should. He needs to. Yeah. yeah. I'd hope so. I think he, he still has a lot of upside to him, even though his debut has been like terrible. I think he can still do a lot. So hopefully they decide to just not so much repackage him, but just give him a, a refresh. Yeah, just act like that, that stuff that didn't happen yeah. before. Like, oh, you just imagined all this stuff. Then this is actually baby. <laughs> just have like that little like uh, wavy line kind of thing in like an episode of um, the Fashion Files, where it's just mm. like it was all a dream, like that kind of thing. That could work. Why not? Uh, so that is our breakdown of the future endeavors forecast. But if you are on iTunes and Stitcher, then if you hold on a couple seconds, we're going to pick up the discussion with the one to watch. If you're on YouTube, you have to actually click on that video. Sorry, I'm giving you homework to do. But that is going to do the flip side of things. We already talked about the bad. Let's talk about the good. Who are the people on the main roster or in NXT that we think could potentially have breakout years? I'll explain that more in detail in the next part. Go ahead and click on that, and we will see you in that section. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part two of our main event for this uh, 318, I think, of the Smart Cut Moment Smack Talk podcast. We have talked about the future endeavors forecast of 2018. Now we got to turn around to the flip side of things, the positives. Because uh, the people that complain that we are never talking about anything positive, tough shit. This is going to be a whole section of it. Uh, this is the, uh, I guess you could kind of call it the breakout star list of the year. But it doesn't necessarily need to be breakout star. I mean, there's going to be people that we're going to talk about that are already bona fide stars. It's more so just who's going to have a good year. And I tend to, when I'm making my list, I already eliminate the top brass more than anybody. So you're not going to hear much discussion from me about the idea of like, Roman Reigns is going to win the universal title. Yeah, well, no shit he is. We knew that since last year. Roman Reigns is always going to be a top guy. So... What's the point in talking about it? You know what I mean? Same thing with AJ Styles. Same thing with Brock Lesnar. John Cena's never not going to be a priority. At that point, it's a given. So I think we can kind of brush past some of those people. We have other people that we have that could get massive jumps up, though. And I'm going to start off with somebody that I think is going to be a huge part of NXT this year. And his potential uh, opponent too. I think NXT is going to be great once we can get Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Ciampa facing off. And I think we might see that as soon as uh, TakeOver Philly. There's a good chance Gargano beats Almas for that title. And if he does, Ciampa is the next in line. And if he doesn't, it might be because Ciampa returns and costs him the match. But Gargano Ciampa at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, I'm thinking that's guarantee. And I'm thinking that has a very solid chance of being match of the year. 
that I think is something that I'm more confident in than some of the other things I'm going to be saying a little bit later on. But uh, Gargano is going to be the face of NXT, I think. And by the end of the year, he's either winning that NXT championship or he's coming up to the main roster and he's going to be uh, having like uh, quite a bit of momentum, I think, going forward. I think that they know that Gargano is somebody that they can put a little bit of confidence in. And I also think that their confidence in him means that Candice LeRae is going to get a job and she's good too. I mean, like on her own, she'd be perfectly fine to, to bring in the NXT without even doing the Mae Young classic. But Gargano is going to be a little bit of an extra boost to that. So I think he's going to get like this weird situation where he's going to get a bump up this year and his friend is going to get a bump up because of how good he is. And his wife is going to get a good bump up because of how good he is. And at the end of 2018, Ciampa and uh, Candice LeRae are going to look at Gargano, and other people in NXT are going to look at him. They're going to be like, hey, thanks, pal. You know what I mean? I got a lot riding on Gargano. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, yeah, I completely agree with you in that regard. I think Ciampa versus Gargano is going to be the feud that runs for, runs NXT, essentially, for the entirety of 2018. Yeah. And I, I think that if they bump him up to the main roster at the end of 2018, he could be somebody that doesn't necessarily even need to go to the 205 live section. I think that he might actually be in, the, uh, like in that running for mid-card of SmackDown. Possibility. I'd hope so. Uh, I'm going to toss out another name here. Why not? Aleister Black. He is another person, I think, that could win that NXT championship. I think that he could go up to the main roster now pretty much. Uh, they can put him on the 205 Live section. They can put him in the mid-card of Raw or SmackDown. I hope that they don't put him in a tag team, but they value the hell out of him. And he is not going to stop that anytime soon. This dude's going to get a big uh, push going forward. So I bet a lot of chips on that, and I should have said I'll bet on black, because that would have been a better pun. Um, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to bet on uh, 32. <laughs> real stupid yeah uh, Alistair Black is another one I think is pretty much guaranteed at this point pass it around to you guys toss a name out why not the glorious one Bobby Roode he's going to be a world champion by the end of the year he's Guaranteed. on my list as well he, they are so high on him and he looks like Triple H so that doesn't hurt he's right now my number one pick of who's going to win money in the bank I can see that Ooh. yeah I mean, is it Smackdown again it. No, it's uh, supposed to be a co-branded one this year. Oh, that's good. smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's like you would have thought they would have done that from the very beginning. I don't know why yeah. the hell they thought SmackDown only was a good idea. But it makes sense now. Like, you do uh, a men's money in the bank and you do a women's money in the bank, co-branded. You add a couple people for each show. Leading up to the show, you have qualifying matches, which means people get invested in who is actually in those matches. And you think about the card. You have a five-hour or six-hour show. Yeah, six-hour show. Pre-show, two hours, four hours for the regular thing, the same as you would with the big four. Money in the Bank has been consistently considered the big five, if they were going to yeah. do a big five. You put the world title match on the line, the universal title match, and then you start throwing in the mid-carters and stuff into there. You can easily build a pay-per-view around that. And Bobby Roode stands out to me more than anybody else. That dude winning money in the bank just makes sense. It's part of his gimmick. He should be a heel at that point. 
If he isn't, he can cash in and turn heel by doing that. And I hope that if they do that, that they leave it where you can challenge for either world title. Instead of just being like, the winner can only challenge for their brand, you know? Randomly shows up on Raw, cashes in on like Roman or something like that, that'd be huge. That would be so good if he did that. The only would downside he... to that is he wouldn't be booed. No, oh God. <laughs> if he beats he Roman Reigns. Regardless. He won't get booed regardless, but he can still be a heel. Yeah. Byrood's definitely on my list. Very glad that you brought him up. Good job, Dace. Here's a cookie. <laughs> He's a glorious one, man. High on him since he came over from uh, from TNA. Good career choice. Sucks that you wait until you were 40, but good career choice. Mm. Still, he looks better than most of the people that are half his age. Very true. <laughs> you give me, uh, I don't know, like some of the people in the UK division thing. Like, uh, what was that dude's name? The, the bald dude. Uh, uh, Danny Birch? No, I actually kind of like Danny Birch. Um, the one who got beaten up by Pete Dunne. Oh, there were a lot of people like that. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. He was a bald and he looked, kind of looked like a baby a little bit, but. Um, yeah, that guy's like, I don't know, like 23 or something like that. And it's just kind of like, eh, I don't see much going on here. Then Bobby Roode's like 40 and you're just kind of like, yeah, be you're the future. And it's like, <laughs> hey, you can't really be the future when you're 40, but it still works. I like it. What about, uh, I actually have a lot of NXT people on my list now that I'm looking at it. Holy shit. Almost anybody's from NXT. Well, because NXT is like so much better. It's like, how can you have a breakout in WWE when the main roster seems to be so limited? It feels in terms of movement. I actually do have somebody from the main roster that's not my my number one pick. And it's uh, Chad Gable. I think we're going to see him split from Shelton Benjamin, and I think he's finally going to start becoming that mid-carder. Last year, we saw that he had a lot of potential to be a United States champion, and they just didn't capitalize on it for some reason. I think this year they will. I have a little bit of faith in Gable. That makes him sound like a dick. Yeah. He's a good asshole. Mm Uh, I mean, I like Chad Gable a lot. I just think there's one reason why he's not going to uh, be a breakout star for 2018. He's very small. Yeah, he is. But I mean, and we've seen Daniel Bryan. Charge, that's, yeah, I know, but he's not. He was not as over as Daniel Bryan was. No, I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah, so if you're small and you're not that over at the moment, then it's a little bit, a little bit more difficult. Um. I mean, pretend it's it's not completely out of the question because he definitely he's a fantastic wrestler, but just don't think. I think if WWE did see it in him, they would have done something with it. Now, I think the fact that he keeps getting thrown into tag teams makes me feel like, yeah, they don't really value think you're going to be good on your own, so they need to give you someone else. Hmm. I, I think they just. I think that they just couldn't resist the idea of uh, trying to redo American Alpha to make the jokes about it. Because they've been having a lot of jokes of just kind of like, oh, look at that. Hey, it's Jason Jordan. I mean, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> Might have been just like Vince backstage just kind of like laughing at that idea of being like, hey, Shelton, come back to the company. You can play Jason Jordan 2.0. I <laughs> yeah. have a little bit of faith in them, though. This is the time of the year before I start going, ah, they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a week. That's all it'll take. Uh, Callum, right. you have a lot of people on your list, so I'm sure that there's going to be some crossover. Uh, well, I'll start with one that nobody would have on the list, and probably most people listening won't even know who they are. But uh, Christopher Dijak, I have on my list. 
for those that do know who he is or who he was on the independent scene as Donovan Dijak, he was a big star in Ring of Honor. He's wrestled on a lot of independent scenes. He actually has, um, I know, I know the Meltzer scale, you can kind of take it or leave it. It's not obviously foolproof, but he had a five star match in 2017 and by those rankings with uh, Keith Lee at uh, PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. And he was signed by WWE late last year and is now just doing live events. I can definitely see him coming up to the NXT roster and making a big impact immediately because he's really, I think he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but he does like kip-ups kip and he moves very agile, like he's a very agile superstar as well. So I think he'll go in and make an impression almost immediately. Now, I haven't seen much of him, but... I did see just like the most basic uh, breakdown of like I, I don't know, some YouTube video where it was like a highlight reel or something, and mm. he is tall as shit. So yeah, <laughs> you know that WWE looked at him and went like, "Get that man a contract immediately," you know? Yeah. So I think he's got more upside just than his height, but I think that would definitely help him if he wants to progress. The downside to me with that is there's a couple people in NXT that are kind of tall like that, like Cesar Bononi or Bonani or however mm-hmm. the fuck you pronounce it. And um, we had talked about Dan Matha. So that guy's a big guy too. And if he stands I mean, he... out, then that's great. And if he doesn't, then he just gets lost in this shuffle of other big men around his yeah. side. I just think his advantage is that that he was on the independent scene for a number of years before coming to WWE. So he at least they know he can do it. He's not just somebody that was just come from like their development territory. Like it's just trained up in the performance center. He's done it before. He's just now being essentially reconditioned to WWE style. That's just my view. Um, if looking at other people from more of an NXT side of things, uh, Velveteen Dream. He's not on my list, but I think that that's just because I've, kind of taken for granted how awesome he is. <laughs> I think I like subconsciously just put him down as like, oh yeah, it's a guarantee. Like I think he's someone that could be NXT champion if they decide to take Gargano and Champa away from the title scene until like towards the end of the year or something along those lines. Or just be a challenger for Gargano if they decide to take a break from Champa. Um or he I think even though he's still learning and he's still very young his gimmick has gone over to the point that he could just be moved to the main roster almost immediately. He's so good, though. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not in agreement that he's like great, and he could be on the main roster because he showed in the match with Alistair Black that if you give him the right opponent, he could just like blow everybody away. And his character—he's got more character than a lot of people on the main roster currently. I'm just worried that when he does get moved up, he will get reduxed or they'll have to cut certain things back because you know, you know, it's not always going to go as perfectly as you'd hope, but I have faith in him being a, either a, a top star in NXT or slotting nicely into the mid card, either raw or SmackDown. You know, Dace, you don't really watch NXT as much, but, uh, Velveteen dream. If he's not on your radar, man, he's perfect for, uh, somebody that you could get behind. Will it piss off Dane? I don't know. I will absolutely do it if it pisses off Dave. <laughs> because my superstar of the year to watch out is Zack Ryder. He's coming back. 
It's going to be a big year. I'm feeling that he pins Rusev in a number one contenders match and then wins the WWE championship. <laughs> Peter right Just now is like, yes. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You know it, bro. God, he's just it's something that can never get old. <laughs> I think he needs to wait another like five, six more years before he wins his next title. I'm counting down the days for that. Like, cause he seems to, um, what was the distance between him winning the United States Championship and winning the Intercontinental title? Mm. It was about like four or five years, wasn't it? I think so. uh, what was it? 2011 is when he won the United States, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and then uh, 2016 he won the Intercontinental. So I'm, so by 2021, I'm going to say he's my one to watch for the year. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the moment he won that Intercontinental title, though, that was that was the greatest moment in my career as a fan watching, uh, and the disbelief that poured over Dane's face. You would have kidding me. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I think this one's kind of an easy one to pick. And I, I don't even think that's worth discussion, but Asuka, I mean, yeah, obvious, you know, she's winning that title and that's the end of it. <laughs> uh, I, I still think she's the, the top choice to win the Royal Rumble too. The only other person that can win is Ronda Rousey. And if they do that, then I'll be a little bit shocked because that not only means Ronda Rousey competes, but that she competes twice and. Yeah, we'll see, but Asuka is a guarantee, and I I thought originally when I wrote this up, because I wrote up my, my list a couple, uh, about like two or three weeks ago, I had Shinsuke Nakamura down tied in with her as just a guarantee. I thought that he would both, uh, they both win the Royal Rumbles, and that they would both win their respective titles at WrestleMania, and now I'm not feeling so hot on Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't think he's working out as well as they thought that he would. No, I, I wouldn't risk putting Jinsuke Nakamura as a one to watch for this year because I would have probably done it for last year and been proven utterly wrong because even though he was fighting for the he walked into 2016 as the NXT 2017 say, as the NXT champion uh, he didn't really do much on the main roster even though he fought for the title a few times he never won it and I just don't think they put him in that position which is odd, but I just don't think they see him as a WWE champion. Who's the... Um... Ah, no, never mind, they can't do that. I was going to talk about the United States title, and given that to Nakamura, they can't possibly do Jinder Mahal as the United <laughs> States champion and go back to that Shinsuke Nakamura feud. No, impossible. You never know. I do think Jinder Mahal's winning that title, though. Really? I think it's Bobby Roode. I would, I would think that it would be, but... I think that they saw at least a little bit of potential in Jinder Mahal, and they just realized that they went with the wrong title, and that's why they're doing this whole switch up. So that way he could still do the anti-American thing. Uh, I think... You know, the actual United States champion and stuff. I think Bobby returns, or wins it, and then Ziggler returns to feud with him. That could work too, yeah. Well, speaking of the US title tournament, I can just link that into one of my ones to watch, which, again, probably most people won't expect, but Mojo Rawley. The... He is winning the United States Championship this year. You think? I'm, I'm, I'm laying it down now. That is 100% guaranteed by me. He's winning the he's winning the United States Championship this year. God, I hope not. I, they, they clearly have 
like they clearly back him. They wouldn't have, even though he, they never capitalised on him winning the battle royal, they wouldn't have done that if they didn't think he had something. This year he'll win the title and probably won't do anything, but he'll still win the title. Part of me is kind of hoping he just goes over to Raw in the Superstar Shakeup and then stops existing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of like, those, you know, I'm on the flagship show. And they're like, yeah, but what are you doing this week? I don't know. They said nothing. <laughs> it's it's one it's one of those two options. So I'm I'm just sticking my neck on the uh, him winning a title this year. He's not so, my main one to watch. But. That's where we go. Uh, Mojo Raleigh wins the United States title in the tournament. And uh, afterward feuds with Zack Ryder. And then Zack Ryder wins the United States say, title. And then I didn't. Uh, I didn't say he'd win it in the tournament. <laughs> I said he'd win it this year. That's true. I'm thinking more like SummerSlam time, but he won't win it in the tournament. He will lose to Bobby Roode in the tournament, but he'll win it later on in the year. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, this one's a, an easy one. Um, I can just skip by it. Uh, Ember Moon. She'll do good. She'll have an NXT Women's Championship run for a while, and then she'll come up to the main roster, and she's got a potential chance of winning either of those titles, too. Pretty simple. Another person I think is another pretty simple one too, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I think that she is, I mean, there's a chance she wins that NXT women's title at Philly. Yeah. Oh, there's a huge chance doing that. And Just she's be- got that potential WrestleMania match this year, the four horsewomen thing. She can oh, move up to the Raw or SmackDown roster by the end of the year for sure. Uh, I think that they got a lot on Baszler. Yeah. Um, if we stick with the like female side of things, I think B- Bianca Belair is going to be a big part of NXT this year. I think she was one of the standout people in the May Young Classic. She's like bred, like bred from the Performance Center, so they've clearly got something behind her there. She's very athletic. She has the gimmick of the ponytail whipping her opponents. So, so she has something that helps her stand out. She can do a 450 splash, which is pretty impressive. She can? I don't even remember that. She did that on a Kari Sang in their match. That was so, too many months ago for me. <laughs> it, it's it stands out in my mind for that. I just I think she has like a big thing about her. But if you move to the main rosters of women, the one that I well, another one going a bit left field, Mandy Rose. Hmm. Yeah, more faith in her than I do. <laughs> and that's because she looks like Alexa Bliss. Or <laughs> it doesn't look like Alexa Bliss. She has see I know we've had this women's revolution and matches qualities have improved. They've been given more time, but let's face it. They wouldn't, Alexa Bliss wouldn't have held the title for as long as she has, if she wasn't hot. I'm going to agree with that. She's not great in the ring. She's good in the ring. She's not great in the ring. If it was all due to ring quality, she would have been nowhere near that championship. I think it's her character. Uh, oh, it definitely has a lot more promo ability and stuff like that than m- most women on the roster. But let's put I it think, this way: Did they? Uh, we know that Sasha Banks is one of the best in the ring. They've given her four title reigns that have only lasted about a couple weeks. Yeah. So, so it's definitely not all about ring work in that regard. I think Mandy Rose, the Absolution thing, will probably collapse within the first few months of 2018, and then I could see her moving to SmackDown and becoming a big part of that. I think she will win one of the women's titles between now and the end of the year. I hope not. <laughs> no, I hope. I mean, like, as as a pure wrestling fan, I hope not. But like, I just see her and think, oh, they're going to treat her like they treat Alexa Bliss, even though she's worse than Alexa Bliss in terms of her character and promo work. But 
they might just see past that. If anybody gets a push out of Absolution, it's going to be her. Yeah. It's not just look at you. No. I just look at her and think, they'll probably look at her and think, oh, she's a star because she looks like a star and she acts like a star. And to be fair, I think she's better in the ring than Sonya is in terms of a WWE style of, like, the flashy moves and stuff like that. I just... I'm never really gravitated to Sonya's style of wrestling. I've got one other woman on my list, if we're kind of staying with that kind of thing. Zelina Vega. I think she is going to transition and stop being a manager and at some point start wrestling. And if she does that, if she doesn't get called up to the main roster with Andrade Cien Almas, because... Anytime somebody wins an NXT championship, there's a good chance they move up. Uh, if she comes up with him, she'll not get a championship this year. But if she sticks around in NXT, I think that she's going to be a women's champion. If she comes into the main roster, though, she'll still just, I mean, she'll still do a better job because she's the best manager that they have right now outside of Paul Heyman. That's for sure. And there's mm-hmm. an argument to be made that she's better than Paul Heyman in certain ways. Certainly could rock a ponytail better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have two other people on my list, but I'll let you guys uh, toss out another couple names if you guys want to before I get to my um, my secondary, nah, not secondary, since there's no order, and then my main one. But You got any more dice? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really banking. I'm putting all my eggs in the Bobby Roode and Zack Ryder baskets. Uh, well, I'll go for a like a couple of my bigger ones then because most of the ones I've mentioned have been a little bit more like out of left field and some of these still are but ones that I'm very confident in uh, Authors of Pain uh, they're going to come up this year to the main roster and I think they could almost immediately win a tag team championship the the not main pick that I have but the other one that I have literally starts off with while I do think the Authors of Pain will move up to the main roster and get a title reign dot 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 mm. So yeah, it it just it makes like a lot of sense for them. They've got Paul Ellering, who's a good mouthpiece for them. They've done everything they can do in NXT. I assume they'll lose the match against the Undisputed in Philadelphia, and they could be called up like almost immediately after that. And they could take on the Usos if they decide not to go for the um, the Bludgeon Brothers route, or if they could take on. Uh, like Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins and beat them immediately. Like they're just a good package as opposed to the other ones, which well, as opposed to definitely with Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, they're more of just a placeholder. And then another big one, which is probably quite obvious is Adam Cole. I don't see too much going on for him this year. Actually. I think he's going to be a little bit underwhelming. I mean, potentially they seem to have put a lot of faith into the undisputed thing that. The fact that he's going to be fighting Alistair Black instead of fighting for the title, it seems like they've delayed his like real title shot at this point. So I don't, I'm not entirely convinced, but I just, I like to think that they have something with him in terms of his charisma. But my main person, who, and this is definitely sticking my neck out here, because it's probably been said for years and years and years by loads of people, and every single year they've been disappointed. So Jeff I'm Ryder. just gonna... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've been disappointed, but for other reasons. <laughs> so I'm going to go for this. 
Cesaro is going to get traded to SmackDown and he's going to win the WWE Championship. Any other year recently for the past like three years or so, I would think that that would be a little bit too hopeful. Mm. But I do think this year it might be the year. I think that Just, they are going to move him over, and I think that he is going to start having some main event feuds. That like they're going to put him against AJ Styles, they're going to put him against Bobby Roode. They're going to like this Sheamus injury. I think is going to help him. Yeah, sadly. Wait, like, Sheamus got hurt. Oh, uh, he's been hurt. Yeah. Well, uh, he's got spinal stenosis, which is the injury that essentially ended Edge's career. Oh, not that. I now I sound like a dick. <laughs> so he he's not injured injured yet because he's still wrestling but he's like his days are numbered at this point um but i think still, <laughs> but i think his um like his uh partnership with cesaro has been fantastic but i think it's run its course for now mm. they need to be i don't think they should be split up like in a feud way because we already saw a lot of that in uh 2016 so i don't think we need to revisit it they can just split up amic- amicably in the draft and then Cesaro moves to SmackDown because I think if he stays on Raw, he's just going to stay in the mid card area and just not really do too much. Whereas if I've, he moves to SmackDown, he could become a main eventer immediately. I've always wanted to see him versus Lesnar. That's a possibility to happen this year too because when he goes on his own, I think it's going to be harder for them to keep him a heel. Mm. I think if they moved into SmackDown, they could keep him as a heel if they decide to put him against the likes of AJ Styles or Nakamura in the title feuds, they could still keep him as a heel because he does have a certain amount of character there. But if they decide to move him as a baby face, they definitely can because he's just so good in the ring and so popular because of it, then he'll get cheered automatically. I just think this, like this past year, the work that he did as part of the tag team, essentially running Raw's tag team division for the entire year. Um, the fact that he got his teeth knocked out and just still kept wrestling. The fact that he decided to go through all this stupid stuff of talking with his mouth guard on. He's a com- they I think 2017 was a year that proved that he's a company guy through and through. And they may decide to look past any issues they think he has in terms of his charisma or mic skills. And finally say, all right, this we're finally going to give you the ball. Just r- see how far you run with it. That's what I hope for anyway, because I think he deserves it. I think he deserves one run at this point. I think he'll get it, yeah. Uh, you were talking about the tag team division. The other one that I had, other than my main pick, is the Revival. I think that they are going to be taking that spot away from the bar, actually. Uh, the Hardy Boys, I don't think, are going to really come back this year. I think that Jeff is going to sort of do his own thing, kind of like with Matt Hardy doing his own thing with the Woken thing. And I maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I think that we're going to have a, a strong feud between the Revival and the Good Brothers. And I could see the Revival being the tag team that beats Jordan and Rollins for the title. Or, I don't know if that's going to happen at WrestleMania or what. I don't think WWE has any idea what they want to do for this tag title thing at WrestleMania this year. And mm. I, there's a good, good chance that we see another like Fatal 5-Way or something like that. And that could be when the Revival wins. And I think that they're going to make up for last year with the Revival. I think that they're going to give them a strong title win really kind of book them as like the tag team on Monday Night Raw and we'll actually see them like be useful instead of just getting injured and, and everything like that. Oh, I just heard that Scott Dawson injured his uh, elbow. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a cop out, I have to admit, 
But Roman my Reigns. main one to watch for 2018 is Braun Strowman. I nah, think he's, he's done. He's, done. <laughs> he's got injured too. Yeah. Uh, he is somebody that I think that they didn't even realize how popular he was when they started pushing him last year. Because there were a lot of people that were not only okay with the idea of him beating Brock Lesnar, but they thought that he was a guarantee to beat Brock Lesnar. And I didn't have that faith. I thought, you know, that I would spend the whole year bitching and complaining about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, and lo and behold, that's what it seems like we're still getting. But a lot of people were really sold that Braun Strowman could be winning that championship and, you know, headlining WrestleMania and that kind of regard. And I, I didn't, but I do think he's winning that title this year. And it's more of a situation of not necessarily that he becomes a main eventer because he already is. I think this is the year where he solidifies that he's the new Big Show or Batista. I think that they're going to push him. It's going to work. He's going to get over as well as we thought that Ryback would back in the day. And he is going to be really setting himself up for position as a future legend. By the end of 2018, I'm expecting Braun Strowman to be somebody that people go, oh, yeah, bona fide Hall of Famer in the future. That's quite a lot, like a few years in to have that much faith in him. Yep. I like him. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I feel you on that one because he's essentially the giant. Yeah. Because he, he, he's come in, he, he's the top, he's the biggest guy, the quote-unquote strongest guy. And uh, if Lesnar's really leaving after WrestleMania and Big Show's retiring, he's going to be the, the monster. So I, I think this is, the like you said, the year he becomes the, uh, a Hall of Famer for sure. If this is the, the way that we think certain things are going to go, like you said, there's a chance that by the end of the year we have, or even by the middle of the year or so, earlier this year, or, well, not this year, earlier this year was five days ago, but <laughs> 2017, we had Kane, Undertaker, Big Show, Mark Henry, we even had Kali pop up. We don't have Batista anymore, and we don't have any of those guys anymore for the most part. If Kane mm-hmm. leaves and Lesnar leaves and Big Show retires, Mark Henry's already gone, Undertaker is potentially done, Braun literally is the only big guy left. The only big guy left. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely a pivotal year for him. He needs to... I don't say thinking necessarily needs to, but it would be a real benefit of him to win either the Universal or WWE Championship this year. I think he not so uh, I sound like needs to, but like it's a real boost of his credibility if he because people know how big he is and he's already is a main event star on a huge attraction point of Raw, but he just is missing that title win that has eluded him so far. I, but, I think. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah. I was going to say that after that title win, it only needs to be one title win, and then he becomes essentially like a new Undertaker where. You don't need it. He doesn't need a title anymore. He can have it occasionally, but he doesn't need it. His feuds are still massively important. Yeah. Like, and he could main event paid feuds without having the title attached to him because he just becomes the guy. Yeah. He becomes the dude that they start building WrestleMania matches around. Like we yeah. used to say, who's going to get the Shawn Michaels match? Who's going to get the Undertaker match? Who's going to get the Triple H match? So on and so forth. And I think when we start thinking of who's going to get with, WrestleMania 35 is next year, right? Mm. 34 is this year? 
Yeah. 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 I think by WrestleMania 35, if he's not walking in as champion, we're either going to say he's a guarantee for the Royal Rumble or we're going to say who gets the Braun Strowman match. And that puts him in a league with legends, essentially. I think a good thing that would work out for him is if John Cena does get that 17th title win, he's the guy that win it from John Cena. Oh, yeah. That could that be real be the, good for him. That'd be the hat tip of, like, you're the new monster. It, it, it kind of mirrors the, the giant taking the title from Hulk, Hulk Hogan. In and, it's, and it's finally the comeuppance of John Cena always beating whoever was built up. Yep. <laughs> it's like, nah, he loses this one. Because mm-hmm. I think cool. the only match they've ever had was ended in a disqualification. So yeah. they they have a story there to tell um, if they just do it right, which they won't because they never do stories right. So, you know, hopeful. Yeah, we'll get Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns six more times or something. Somehow Alexa Bliss will end up pinning her own partner in the Mixed Mass Challenge. And <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm so glad that those two are paired up. <laughs> like I, four I, times the size for her. I, I love think... the uh, the shoulder tap she did to him where she had yeah, to jump up and just funny. smack him. Hmm. I, I mean, I think it could also work in the reverse. That seen as the one that beats Braun for the title because it, it's it's well, it would be like oh god, Cena has to beat the huge star either way. But it gives a sense like this would be a huge moment if Cena wins his seventeenth title from Braun Strowman. And then Braun Strowman's part of that like historical moment, and then he could be the one that like wins it back from Cena afterwards. But I think him having a feud with Cena in 2018 is probably a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And he needs to, he doesn't need to win every battle associated with it, but he needs to win the war. He needs to be the one that finally like, leaves a permanent dent on Superman's armor. Yeah, he needs to be Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm him cool versus, with him killing Cena. Him yeah. versus uh, Samoa Joe is another feud I really want to see. Strowman Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's loads of people that, I mean, as I said before, with like Cesaro, him against somebody who could basically move someone of his size and girth around like nothing would be a really interesting thing to see. Don't think we've seen um, Strowman, his capacity with someone like, I'm um, trying to think, maybe someone like Kevin Owens. Just someone who could, who knows, who is a good worker surrounding him i think strowman's ability is still limited as an actual in-ring performer he's a lot better than a lot of people his size have been in the past yeah but but he still needs somebody for the time being to work around him or to actually do like take all these massive bumps from the giant well (laughs) you said the giant got in my head (laughs) why didn't you start doing andre's thing you can't How remember does, it, can you? Yeah. Holy shit. How does it, did he have a theme? I assume so. But I assume it was maybe just the French National Anthem or something. I, I think it was Bobby Heenan just yelling for the entire route down the ring. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's rock solid on uh, Bobby Heenan impression. <laughs> yeah. All right. So to recap a little bit, um, my one to watch for 2018, if I have to pick one person that I think is going to be the breakout standout kind of person that'll maybe, I don't know, jump up the highest rank or something like that, or whatever you want to classify this. Uh, I'm going Braun Strowman. Don't have a history of getting this right. So <laughs> maybe not, 
Uh, Samoa Joe, you didn't win that fucking title last year. God damn it. So that's why I didn't pick you this year. Um, Dace, yours was Bobby Roode, if I remember. Uh, Zack Ryder, obviously. Zack Ryder over Bobby Roode. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Bobby, and I think he's the future for being a 40-year-old man. But Zack Ryder, has, he, he has what they call it in the business, okay? He, he is going <laughs> to win it all. Everything. All of them. And Callum, yours was Cesaro? Cesaro is my number one choice, but my if, I'll just say second choice is Mandy Rose. I've decided now. <laughs> really? Mandy Rose would be number two? Yeah, if it, if you go like yeah, just because I've I don't know, just part of me thinks she's going to win a title this year. I think my number two, if I'd have to pick, would be Shayna Baszler. I think mm-hmm. that's one of those guarantees. But we want to know what you guys have to say about this. Who are your picks for the future endeavors forecast and for the one to watch? Go back on the other one, leave a comment there, and on this one, leave a comment here. Tell us your picks. What do you think about our picks and anything else that you want to sound off on in the comment section below. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications to be aware of the next thing that we're going to be doing for next week, which I don't know what it is yet. There's a couple ideas that I have in mind. One of them is potentially predictions for the mixed match challenge. One of them is maybe a smart announced table for another Royal Rumble. Um, I might get Caroline on one of those. Because that might be kind of fun. <laughs> she just gave me this terrified look. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. So if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to see for next week, go ahead and drop them in the comments below as well. And if you are following what we got going on, make sure that you follow these guys too. Dace, toss out any plugs you want. The cool thing is I've consolidated everything into one place. So check out the DaceManshow.com for everything Daceman Show related. And Callum? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. And uh, yeah, just check out all the great articles on SmartCatMoment.com because I write some of them and it makes me happy when you read them. <laughs> okay, okay, everybody. That is it for the main event of episode 318. We will see you in 319. Hot tags and everything else coming next week. And that'll do us in. This has been another Smart Cat Moment and we're being counted out. 